Yes, we're back again. It's the Purdcast. Oh man, this is gonna be a good one. John Harrington here. John Regan's there. What's up, dude? Hey, hey, not too much. Just uh, enjoying uh, Parks and Recreation. I'm saying, man, I'm always enjoying Parks and Recreation. Let me ask you something, Johnny, to start off right off the bat. You know, if somebody's looking through your Facebook, what is the worst thing that they could possibly dig up and try and use against you? You know, not a lot, because I shut my Facebook down around 2012, so I wiped out, like, eight years. A lot of embarrassing shit. (laughs) (laughs) No joke, I was on in 2004, so a solid eight years of shit went away. Nice. That's awesome. I actually had a moment the other day, though, where a friend posted an old photo of me and tagged me in it where I'm, like, drunkenly saluting a Peruvian soldier or something. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't look great on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's a bunch of, you know, there's, I mean, a lot of drunk pictures of me, you know. A lot of them involve me honking my wife's breasts, which is pretty funny. Because <laughs> if you didn't know she's my wife, then I'm just, you know, groping women, you know, all over my Facebook. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, there's a lot of pictures that show my tattoos that I've tried to, you know, keep under a, you know, cover of a t-shirt. So, uh, if somebody were, you know, looking like, oh, that, that's all respectable jump. What the fuck? Is that a Super Mario tattoo on his shoulder? No promotion for him. <laughs> I can't believe that John is just constantly harassing this one same woman again and again and again. He's clearly stalking that woman and honking her breast drunkenly. Over the course of seven years. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, a horrible crime this man has been committing. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm glad that we can uh, manage our uh, manage our internet business a little bit better than uh, some of the people on Parks and Rec. So anyway, uh, we're here to talk about Season 2, Episode 4. The title is Practice Date, but really the title should be Everybody in the Office Digs Up Dirt on Each Other. And uh, it's really fucking hilarious. Um this is, uh, you know, in my opinion, one of the classic episodes of Parks and Rec. It, uh, it's just got, oh man, you know, it's funny. The Leslie Pot is is pretty funny. She's off doing her own thing, and you know, preparing for a date with Dave, and she clearly is self conscious about her date. But meanwhile, back at the office, they actually managed to get the ensemble together, minus Anne. And everybody, you know, it just it makes me wish this uh, show were frequently more like. Kind of like The Office, where they're just kicking it around the Parks and Rec office and fucking with each other, because, you know, there's <laughs> comedy gold throughout this episode. <laughs> oh, yes. But- so, yeah. Um, as, uh, as usual, we should start by reading the uh, synopsis of the episode. Uh, season 2, Episode 4, Practice Date. Anne takes Leslie on a practice date. After a local councilman sex scandal, Tom, Ron, April, and Mark see who can uncover the most dirt on each other. It doesn't mention uh, Jerry and Donna, but they're involved as well. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty great from start to finish, man. This episode is uh, just it's got a lot of firsts, you know, it's, you know, got first appearances of characters, first you know instances of different things, classic Parks and Rec stuff. Yeah. I'll start by saying it's the first episode it was that was written credited to Harris Whittles. Who uh, he was a longtime series producer, writer, just really always involved in the show, and uh, hilarious dude. He's also one of the animal control guys later on in the show. Yes. Yeah. He is Which, so yeah. 
good as the animal control guy. If we could just skip to the episodes, you know, involving him and the other guy as the animal control guy, I would skip to it right now. Or I would, I would have watched a whole fucking series about those two as animal control guys because they're great. Yeah. So yeah, it sucks because he passed away last year right before the finale aired. Yeah. But uh, yeah, guy was goddamn hilarious, and this episode is his first credited episode, and um, yeah, it's just. Uh, you know, a little feather in his cap in terms of just, you know, classic, classic TV. So, uh, John, where does it start? What's, uh, what's, what's well, our jumping off point? Well, so the op- episode opens with uh, the breaking news that Councilman Dexhart has uh, admitted to ha- having a sex scandal. Yep, the first appearance of Councilman Bill Dexhart yes. and his ridiculous libido. <laughs> and in that is uh, the first appearance of our podcast namesake, Purred Happily. Way more important than the first appearance of Bill Dexart. Yes. <laughs> One more shocking revelation in a story that just won't stop unfolding. It turns out Councilman Dexart may have also had sex with a prostitute in the limousine on the way to and from the press conference where he apologized for having an affair. God, <laughs> I love Perd Happily. Yeah. He's not full-blown purred in this moment, you know. No, he's not. You know, you didn't cut the clip to let him actually say his name. Oh, my bad. But he still does have, you know, a somewhat purredism there at the beginning. You know, it's just like stupid news speak. You know, a shocking revelation in a story that just won't stop unfolding. (laughs) Like that's that's not journalism of any kind. That's that's just stupidity. So, you know, I love that. And yeah. You know, Councilman Dexhart's sex scandal is fucking great. Um, they bring up... Was oh, it he, he flew to a cave to have sex? No, he flew to Brazil to have sex in a cave. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I just love Tom. Yeah, fucking, oh, cave sex must be amazing. You know, why? Because of the echoes and the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> then cut, you know, just immediately Donna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just made, I've, ever since seeing this, I'm like, Man, I want to do that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I love nature. <laughs> Just the sounds of sex echoing off cave walls and like little drips off in the distance. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> but yeah, and then, oh God. You know, what does Dexart say? You know, I was making love to a beautiful woman and her boyfriend and a third person whose name I never learned. <laughs> like, it's uh, he's just such a scumbag, but, you know, the fact that he's just owning up to it just makes it, I don't know, really <laughs> hilarious. Well, I always think that he's really not apologizing. He's really just bragging publicly about it. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, in my defense, it was my birthday, and I really wanted to do it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> there is no apology in here. <laughs> and I love, if you, uh, if you look closely, I was trying to spot little Easter eggs, like, I think the TV, as it's scrolling little things during his press conference, it's like, you know, Councilman Dexart apologizes, uh, Councilman Dexart admits to sex in a cave. And then, like, you know, the last thing, it says, like, Councilman Dexart says he has been, you are, and then that's where it cuts off. I'm like, was that going to say, like, urinated on? <laughs> like, yeah, it really, what word starts with you are? <laughs> Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh-huh. And it has to be a verb, right? Because of the bend before it. I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so, just like, was that about to scroll across the bottom line of the news? Like, he admits he was pissed on. <laughs> so good. So Dexhart, man. 
<laughs> but yeah, and so that inspires everybody to uh, see what you know. Mark says like, yeah, you, know, you shouldn't be a politician because they'll just dig up dirt on you, and then everybody's like, oh, no, I am. You can't dig up dirt on us, and so they decide to play a game in the office where they uh, they try and dig up as much dirt on each other as possible. And Jerry makes it clear right off the bat he does not want to play. <laughs> Which, <laughs> but he can't. You know, he gets sucked in. He, he can't. just can't. He can't say no, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They don't Even, give him the option. They just start looking up dirt on him from the get go. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, what was you know, what was the first? Like, it seems like he was like right off the bat. Oh. They got him on something. Yes, because as soon as as soon as they start, um, Louis C.K. as Officer Dave walks yes. in uh, to say hi to Leslie, and they you know explain the game to him, and uh, he says this. He's got a couple of 359s on him. Public urination. I don't like this game. I just don't like it. He's probably going to go anger pee in the courtyard. <laughs> I love anger pee. That's so, like, uh, the, the idea that Jerry would be so like hurt by this, you know, coming out that he would then go like pee out of anger. Like, I just, I want to know what an ang- I want to know the details of what an angry pee is. Like, is that yes. where you pee as hard as you can because you're angry and furious, or is it just peeing quietly and passively to try to let off steam? <laughs> I feel like it's like what a child would do if you took away its toy. Like, you know, oh, okay, you know, can't, you know, party's over, and then they just like sit there and clench up and just like you know wet themselves. <laughs> like, you know, maybe maybe not what Jerry's gonna do in that instance, but uh, I love it, and you know, like. Why does Dave, why is Dave so familiar with that? Like, oh yeah, I've busted Jerry several times for a 359. Or (laughs) Dave's just like familiar with everybody's police records. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's this this guy Jerry I barely know. He pisses all over the place. What? (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's that Jerry uh, publicly urinates so often he's infamous amongst the police station. That would be great. He was like the the pawnee pisser. (laughs) (laughs) That guy, man, Jerry, he's just pissing everywhere. Yeah, that would be so. such a good Pawnee version of the Scranton Strangler, the Pawnee Absolutely. pisser. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, right off the bat. I mean, seriously, the the Leslie stuff in this episode's fine. You know, the practice date's funny. She you know, she has her awkward moments with Anne. But really, the comedy is in the office in this one. Ron, I love, you know, when they like start the game, it's like, I'm also going to play. If for no other reason than to prove that I can dig up more dirt on you than you can on me. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're all playing. That's the whole point. <laughs> oh, it's great. And then, you know, like seriously, I, like, I barely had to write notes for this one because I've watched this one so many times. It's like, I know what everybody's things are. Like, <clears throat> you know, fucking well, Tom, they pull the picture off his Facebook where it appears he's wearing Taliban robes. Taliban robes! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, he it's a picture of him in a, apparently a Jedi costume from 10 years ago. So, going back to 2009, uh, when this, or, you know, 2009 or 10, whenever this was on, 10 years before that was 1999. Like, why does Tom have this photo, this embarrassing photo of himself online? And then, two, I mean, it's a weird Jedi outfit. He's supposed to be dressed as a Jedi, but he's got his hands out like he's casting a spell like a wizard. He appears to be just in front of some sort of shack in the woods. Like, it's, you know, it's a pretty goddamn Taliban-looking photo. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, and they also just clearly photoshopped like a you know airbrush disease's face onto this body, and like it doesn't look like him. Very, <laughs> it's not natural. It's so good. But yeah, and then you know fucking Donna uh, unwittingly <laughs> gave campaign money to David Duke. <laughs> this show taught which, me who David Duke is. <laughs> yeah, no, you know actually being from fucking you know Tallahassee and St. Augustine, I was aware of who David Duke was, but I hadn't heard a mention of his name in years. So. It's like, oh, David Duke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's you know, and you know that the real interesting thing about that is that it kind of tells you just you know what age Donna was because she was donating money to presidential campaigns in 1988. Hmm. You know, she is a little older than uh, some of the other, uh, or like you know, she's older than you know Tom and Andy and April, obviously, but you know, and Leslie. So hmm. yeah, Leslie's only her third. I just thought it was interesting. Then, you don't uh, really know what age Donna is because, you know, she looks pretty good for a woman, whatever her age is. Yeah. And then now uh, that she uh, is in season two with that better haircut. Fuck season one Donna's haircut. Oh, season one Donna's <laughs> haircut is so crazy. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Like it. And yeah. then uh, we learn an interesting factoid about Ron. Love that. Well, did everybody know that Ron's ex-wife, Tammy, is actually his second ex-wife named Tammy? That's right. Ron has two ex-wives, each named Tammy. Both of them bitches. Yes, my mom's name is Tammy. What's your point? <laughs> uh, He's I master of those long pauses. Yeah, he really is. He, you know, <laughs> something about the mustache just makes the deadpan face work. Like he could be making any face under that mustache, you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and then after, you know, right after that. <laughs> He fucking yells at Tom, you know, Tom, you just breached a Jaeger secret. <laughs> like, you know, that was the fascinating quote to me that Tom and, you know, Ron have Jaeger secrets or that Ron even drinks Jaeger. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell Jaeger secret was at first. I thought I, ass I assume it's a secret that is told in a state of being very drunk on Jaeger. Yes, that's you know, exactly that, it. That's according gotta to, be it. According to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh, OK, good. <laughs> So I'm just picturing like something, you know, where Ron and Tom are out getting shit housed on fucking Jaeger, and he's <laughs> telling them just weird stories, and you know, I love that, but uh, yeah, God, Jaeger nights. I didn't think, <laughs> you know, th didn't think a guy like Ron Swanson had many Jaeger nights, so it's good. Um, yeah, and then, shit, where to? What well, do we do? So. <laughs> So then, uh, you know, I don't want to bust. I don't want to bust into the Jerry stuff yet because it's like the fucking centerpiece joke of the whole. Oh episode. yeah, no, we got we got time until we have to get to that because what happens Thank now God. is, uh, um, Anne shows up to have lunch, and uh, wait, I'm sorry, I just do a blank. Le Leslie, Anne shows up to have lunch with Leslie. Right. Leslie is freaking out about her first date with Officer Dave tonight. Yep. And so, uh, she suggests that like they have a practice date. Yes, and you know it's uh it's not bad. At first, it's just you know go over to you know Anne's house and try on some outfits, and Leslie recounts all the awful dates she's had in the past. Um, <laughs> do you have do you have one of those clips? Yes, I do. Excellent. I just have a few more questions for you, Anne. What if he shows up with another woman? What if one of my sleeves catches on fire and it spreads rapidly? What if instead of Tic Tacs, I accidentally pop a couple of Ambien and I have to keep punching my leg to stay awake? Those are all insane hypotheticals, and I promise you they won't happen. They have happened. 
<laughs> All of these have happened to me. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah, and then she, you know, they use the uh, quick cuts of, you know, just editing a bunch of different answers to things together to, you know, tell the rest of Leslie's, like, bad date experiences. You know, it's like, one night I drank an entire bottle of vinegar, thought it was bad wine. <laughs> Went out with a guy who wore 3D glasses the entire evening. <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> I love that. It's so, like, 1950s. It's just so weird. Like... There's there's no reason that like not, nothing about that makes any sense. I, no, I it love doesn't. it. I love it. You know, I you know, was riding in a sidecar on a guy's motorcycle and the sidecar detached and went down a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I don't remember you know exactly, but something where she went out with a guy who was really obsessed with her mouth and you know. Oh uh, well, she, so uh, she's so, um, she fell asleep during a boring movie and she woke up with his, uh, his hands in her mouth. <laughs> I think trying to trying to pull teeth or something like that, and then yeah, they went out a few out more times the... after that. And then it got weird, and then it got weird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Leslie's standards for uh, weird are uh, they're pretty skewed. <laughs> but yeah, so she's uh, she's all just terrified about going on the date, which yeah, it kind of is in line with Leslie where she's been so far in the series. She's still pretty doofy and doesn't really know how to handle herself. You know, in really any situation yet. So, you know, uh, a date with, uh, I guess, a guy she likes like Dave might be a little intimidating for her. And I get it. You know, I've had first date anxiety, you know. Yeah. But uh, never to the extent that she has, obviously, where she's, you know, she literally can't come up with anything to talk about. You know, the <laughs> she she wrote out some topics. Yeah, it's just a series of note cards. Let's see. Whales, parades, electricity, and... The rest of these are blank. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> oh, just ask me any question. I, I'm totally blank. Just the first question that comes to mind. How big is it? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I, I just don't even get it. Like, how, how is Leslie that inept? Or is she that horny? Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> two things. Exactly. She's very socially inept and very horny. Yeah. Let's just get right down to brass tacks. How big is it? <laughs> Perfect. Done. Uh, but yeah, so you know, her and Anne you know, go on their practice date and she gets all her you know, jitters out of her system and ends up getting drunk and going over to Dave's house, which, you know, that brings me to the confusing editing of this episode because they're back and forth between... The office and Leslie throughout the night, and then like the office again, seemingly in the daytime. This, this episode's hilarious, but oddly edited because I can't get a read on why anybody's still in the office when Leslie's like, you know, or what time it is when all this is going on. I mean, well, she leaves the office early to do this stuff, but then like, we did. I don't know. Well, we did skip ahead a little <laughs> bit, right? Because just a, while just a tad. Well, what's that? I said just a tad. Yeah, because <laughs> while they're at the office. There is, I mean, not while they're office, while they're uh, on the practice date, there's things going on at the office. So presumably this practice date, like they're getting day drunk at it. Is what I kind of That's figured. true. That could be it, yeah. Because then, yeah, yeah but could... once she's at Dave's house at night, the only thing you see is Mark working late at that point. I guess so, yeah. I was yeah. thinking, and it could, it could be the fall, so it's getting dark early or something. But I was yeah. just like, you know, why the hell is it cutting back at, like, you know, and I think it was mainly the Mark thing. At the end of the episode, he's working and, like, watching the news in his office, and then it cuts to, literally, you know, Anne saying, what are you doing in my house at 11.48 p.m.? 
So it's like, wait, what? Yeah, that you know. that part really does throw me off because he's in the well-lit office. But if you notice, you don't yeah. see any windows, so it could be any time. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, you know, way ahead. Yeah. Uh, we get back to the office. We meet. Is it's not the first time meeting Tom's wife, but uh, you know, she makes her appearance, and Tom, and Ron is immediately suspicious because he's <laughs> got his you know perfect 10 point scale of human beauty <laughs> you know which i think that's another first i think this is the first time that ron's like you know demonstrated his like you know making something like a you know scale of human beauty or like the swanson pyramid of greatness <laughs> or you know like he, he has a tendency to make these things yeah i think this is one of the first time it's got to be one of the first times that he's uh discussed one of these ideas I've established a scientifically perfect 10-point scale of human beauty. Wendy is a 7.4, which is way too high for Tom, who is a 3.8. 10 is tennis legend Steffi Graf. <laughs> I, I love how matter-of-factly he states it. Like, There's no thinking yeah. about what Tom is. He knows exactly what Tom is. No, he can, he can just, he's got him. He's, you know, he's got Terminator vision on that. Like, yeah, Tom, 3.8, done. <laughs> Steffi Graf, you know, has somebody who watched Sports Center in the 90s. You know, certainly not an unattractive woman, but uh, definitely, I think, as you said, in a, uh, in a category along with, like, say, Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ron's perfect tens. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, then. I'm still I'm still skipping around the Jerry stuff. I don't want to get to that yet. Yeah, well, you know. I pull the clips in order, so we have another clip. And you know, you know what I mean. Like I'll make sure we get to it on time. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I love you know. So Ron's suspicious of uh, of Tom's wife, and so he uh, does a little more dirt digging and reveals that it's actually a green card marriage between Tom and Wendy, which is pretty funny because you know he calls Tom in. He's like, "Yeah, it's a green card marriage," and Tom's just like. No, that's crazy. I was born in South Carolina. These colors don't run, baby. <laughs> uh, turns out Wendy is Canadian, and it's a sham wedding. And, you know, Ron's just, you know, rubbing it in Tom's face. And, you know, Tom's just like, no, you can't tell anybody about this. You know, you can still get in trouble even even after you get married. Which apparently is true, because uh, some people that I know have been, like, propositioned with, the, like, this kind of thing. Like, a you know, Chinese woman approached somebody and asked them if they would get into a green card marriage. And it's uh, really not worth the risk. Huh. But <laughs> but uh, I love Ron. You know, Tom's like, hey, anything else? And Ron's like, yes. I'll have your wife tonight. <laughs> it's like, what? No, I'm just, I'm just messing with you, pal. Like, uh, I love that Ron, you know, the idea that Ron would lord it over him to the point that it's, he would immediately move in and bang Tom's wife. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, I'll have your wife tonight. <laughs> Uh, it's excellent. Oh my god. Yeah, but um. So back on the practice date. Yes. And decides that the way to help Leslie out is to make it into the worst date imaginable. Yes, the immersion therapy of you know dating just hit her up with all the bad date possibilities. I love yeah. answering her phone, pretending it's her his current wife. You know, like hey, you want to yeah. come home and watch a porno with me and my wife? <laughs> Yeah. I'm just here with some drip. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and Leslie's just still nervous. Like they, you know, returning from one of the commercial breaks, she's just saying something. It's like, yeah, in Danish they call it, you know, der, blah, 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 which literally translated means the up and down machines. Like, yeah, 
that's a really thorough history of the teeter-totter. Yeah, And I have a clip here from uh, when Leslie starts absolutely losing it and has to go run to the bathroom to collect herself. Just, I have to go to the, um, Wiz Palace. You know, Dave, the, the place where you, you know, the toilet thing. It's a bathroom! It's called a bathroom! <laughs> Wiz Palace. That is the first instance of Wiz Palace, which actually comes up several times over the course of the series. I love it. Like, it's a thing between Leslie and Dave, and it's a thing between Leslie and Ben. And then later on, when Ben has to meet Dave, <laughs> yeah, Leslie, like, Leslie has to go to the bathroom, or Ben has to go to the bathroom. It's like, yeah, she calls it the Wiz Palace. It's like, yeah, she does. It's cute, right? <laughs> like, yeah. So... It's just a it's a runner through the series, the Wiz Palace. I just when I hear Wiz Palace, I think of a palace made of piss. <laughs> I just think of a palace housing a very nice urinal. <laughs> Which obviously wouldn't you know really help Leslie, but I just think of like just a really palatial bathroom. <laughs> I just, I think of like a very European palace and you walk in it just smells like piss the whole time. Like, like, like it looks great. It just smells like piss. You're going the, you know, the otter, you know, fucking more, you know, like just, I don't know, sad route on this. I'm trying to think of like the Magic Kingdom and there's just a toilet inside the big castle. No, you know? no, no. Like, it's the Magic Kingdom and the big castle smells like piss. There's just a fountain of piss outside the big castle. And it's that Tinkerbell coming down the wire. They just drop a bucket of piss. It's all piss. It's all the way down. Oh, uh, you go on Splash Mountain, the water's just piss. Welcome to the yeah. piss kingdom. <laughs> that is a whole different podcast. And, I think oh it makes man. sense. I think Orlando kind of smells like piss, so. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you know, yeah you got that for, you know, that, that's definitely true. <laughs> Oy. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, Tom uh, decides he wants to get revenge on Ron for uncovering the secret of Tom's marriage, so he asks Mark to help him dig up some dirt. Mark informs Tom of the existence of one Duke Silver, who uh, can help Tom, you know, get back at uh, back at Ron. And uh, so, you know, Tom decides to go speak with Duke Silver. I love the line. <laughs> says, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna dig up so much dirt on this guy. There's gonna be worms all over the place. <laughs> you know, that sounded snappier in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Now, is but, this uh, the first mention of Eagleton? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I oh. think Eagleton came up in a previous episode. We can go back and review our own podcast or the show to uh, find that out. Because we're getting pretty bad at cataloging these things. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely the first appearance of one Duke Silver. Oh. Which is one of the greatest, <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> for a time, like, you know, just every now and then they pepper in a mention of Duke Silver. <laughs> like... Uh, Duke yeah. Silver is probably my favorite character on the show. <laughs> it's you know, like, it's just something so great about characters having secret identities <laughs> or even just like alternate names, like characters with funny nicknames or you know whatever. Like just take Ron and put him in a fucking trilby hat and give him a saxophone and he's on stage performing as Duke Silver. <laughs> I fucking love that. I love it. Yeah. And you know do you have any Duke Silver clips? No, I did not pull any Duke Silver clips. Because they're all Damn. like, uh, it was kind of hard to do. Just finish off the show in post by adding in the clip of uh, 
him playing the opening to I Want to Know What Love Is on okay. the saxophone. <laughs> As always, it is a thrill to be here during this witching hour with you lovely ladies. Now relax and let the Duke Silver Trio take you on a little journey to yourself. That's the shit. Like, he's so jazzy and so flirty with all the women. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's just fantastic. It's just, and then, you know, so Tom and, you know, Tom confronts him about Duke Silver and, you know, that's the end of the feud between Ron and Tom. But, uh, that's actually, that comes right after you find out Duke Silver's two, uh, two records that he has. <laughs> Smooth as silver and hi-ho Duke. <laughs> <laughs> And his upcoming record, Memories of Now. <laughs> like, it's just so good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Leslie's practice date in. She's imbued with a new confidence for her date with Dave, which she immediately uses to go over to Dave's house and bang down his door and embarrass herself, <laughs> which is uh, pretty great. Because... I don't know. You know, Dave's just so like unsuspecting. Like, he, yeah. he, you know, he's just there, and Leslie's you know trashed. It, <laughs> she basically just barges like, her way in. Yeah, and uh, it's like, yeah, we're gonna go on a date. It's gonna be so good. You want to see my bra? Beep, beep. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm wearing the hot one tomorrow, the black one. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dave. Just says something like, "Oh, okay, to that," and she turns to the camera and delivers this this bit. Yes. I think it's going pretty well with Dave. He wants me. I can totally tell that he wants me. I'm right here. You know I'm here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's one of the only times where you see like <laughs> someone turn directly to the camera with somebody else like near them and yeah. then like turn away from it and just keep going. <laughs> like it's an interesting <laughs> bit of like using the mockumentary format. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, so she uh, she pretty much embarrasses herself. I love he's you know trying to you know, see her out, show her home, and she's like, you know, maybe I should just uh, use the bathroom first. Are you impressed that I know what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, the next day, Dave uh, Dave basically declares that that was their first date, so now it's their second date coming up, and she doesn't have to be nervous about anything. So Dave's sweet, they're going to have a great time, and, you know, yeah, everything's going to work out great. Yeah, that's a All pretty, that pretty smooth move on uh, Dave's part. Right? Well, he is. Because, yeah, he, he, takes... he read the situation and figured out, like, oh, she's just nervous about the date. So, you know. Yeah, it's truly. It. You know, it's a classic, classy move. Because, I mean, you know, if uh, I'm not saying I'm like some perfect guy, but if some drunk chick showed up at my house, you know, like, t you know, temptation's definitely a thing. And then, you know, also, if some drunk chick showed up at my house and I wasn't into it, I wouldn't call that chick. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I have a whole yeah. clip about all of what you just said. Oh, I love it. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, I'm not. You showed up at the guy's house in the middle of the night, drunk, and you didn't even sleep with him? Should I have? It never hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. It never hurts. <laughs> Tom. Yeah. Uh. That's just Tom's wishful thinking. Like, even at the beginning of the episode, Mark, uh, Mark calls him out, and it's like, yeah, you know, you, uh... You know, you're married and you hit on people all the time. 
And he's like, yeah, but I never seal the deal. You know, I'm just window shopping. You can fly to Brazil, but don't enter the cave. <laughs> you know, Tom has just got this world that he's living in where he's smooth and women should show up and, you know, have sex with people. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an interesting little peek into the ideas in Tom's brain. But, uh, yeah, so that's all well and good. All that is to get back to that Jerry scene, which is absolutely one of the funniest things. I think it might have been, the, like, the scene that got me hooked on this show. Because it was just so goddamn funny and so mean and just so perfect. You know, uh, Jim O'Hare, the guy that plays Jerry, just really plays him perfectly at all times. Like, he's just... He didn't want to play the game. He wanted to just... You know, he tries to dip his toes into the game. Exactly. He, he didn't want to play, and everybody's everybody's playing around, you know, and he's you know not wanting to get pulled in, but he decides to have a little try at it. And it just, you know, it just goes off for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, you, you've got the full clip. Yeah. I think you should hit it. Hey, Mark. Um, a little birdie told me that you have one unpaid parking ticket. Well, that's funny because a little birdie told me that your adoptive mother was arrested for marijuana possession. <laughs> what? You didn't know that, huh? I didn't know I was adopted. <laughs> oh no, oh Jerry, oh Jerry, I'm so sorry. Really didn't want to play. Yeah. <laughs> that was not my intention. It's not your fault, he totally baited you with that unpaid parking ticket. It's just the perfect scene to encapsulate Jerry's just rolled in the show. He, you know, anytime he even tries to, like, hang with the crew, things backfire completely on him. He's just the whipping man of the office. Yeah, like, uh, he just goes for the most innocuous, like, you know, old, you know, old to middle-aged man attempt at being, like, in with the young crowd. Like, hey, I heard you got that unpaid parking ticket. And they just spin it back hard in his face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he's, he's just trying to, you know, participate. He's just trying to have fun, like, yeah. seriously. Because, I mean, they're goofing on everybody else, like, oh, Taliban robes, but it's Jedi costume. Oh, you know, David Duke. You unwittingly gave money to David Duke. You know, but he's like, hey, Mark, I heard you didn't pay a parking ticket once. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah? Fucking, you know, dropped a bomb on him. <laughs> like, yeah, because, like, anybody's rolled in getting busted for marijuana possession. That does not counter a parking ticket. Like, that is not in the same... Yeah, no, that's... You skip uh, a few a, levels. And just even include the, you know, the you know the adoptive mother in yeah. it. Like, yeah, your adoptive mother, you know, like, who says that shit? Like, you know, oh, it's just so good. And <laughs> poor Jerry. Yep, it's just, it's, I think this is really the start of, like, that really just poor Jerry. I wish there was a way we could insert images into this podcast because his face in that moment is just per like perfect. Like he perfectly yeah. captures what somebody would be looking like to learn they're adopted at, yeah, at the age of like 60 or whatever he is. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fucking hilarious. Oh my no, it's so yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's real, you know, schadenfreude or however the fuck you pronounce that, you know, just really laughing at somebody else's misery. But, you know, just from a place of, like, wow, he tried and it didn't work out for him. Like, that just really blew up in his face. Like, it's just, you know, it's classic. It's great. You know, I'm, uh, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. So, yeah, 
you know, seriously, this episode is just fantastic. You know, it advances the uh, Leslie and Dave storyline, you know, and it just really, it builds, like, a solidarity in the cast in the office setting, which is pretty great, because it's just, it's a fantastic ensemble, and, you know, the episodes where they actually, you know, for the most part, stay together and just goof on each other are really, really good. You know, the two faults in this episode, um... Well, actually, the, you know, the one that I can think of right off the top of the bat, Andy, nowhere to be found. Because oh, if yeah. he were in there and participating in the digging up dirt, one, wouldn't really play to Andy's character because he's actually kind of a sweetheart. And then two, it would probably just reveal the most awesome thing about him and this episode would just explode with awesomeness. <laughs> yeah. I just like the idea of like, uh, you know, you can have a whole bit about people are digging up dirt and Andy's actually digging up literal dirt because he lives in a pit. See, that would have been a great cut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> cut to Anne, like, you know, seeing Andy. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, well, actually, no, Anne wasn't even participating in the storyline. So, nope, there's no logical way to insert Andy into this storyline. He doesn't work at the office yet, so yeah, no dice. And then there's barely any April. She gets hers as just, like, the credit stinger. Mm. You know. <laughs> Is it sad that nobody, uh, nobody's found anything on me? You know, I drove a riding lawnmower through a Nordstrom. <laughs> like, there's video. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, just to finish off the episode with one last Jerry burn, they're all walking out, and somehow Tom just turns to him and goes, really, Jerry? Plastic surgery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I was hit by a fire truck. <laughs> yeah. And then April does get, like, a you know, pretty good line, like, you are so lucky. <laughs> And just finishes with just incredulous Jerry, you know, just uh, <laughs> how? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're so lucky. How? <laughs> it, it's just one of those things where it's like you know, a like perfectly reasonable good person, you know, exposed to a world where people are not going to be perfectly reasonable and good, and he just can't make his way. It's uh, it's fantastic. So yeah, anything else on the episode? Anything we missed? Um, part of me just wants to play the, uh, Jerry learning he's adopted clip again. <laughs> like, it's so good. But, no. uh, throw it in and post that you can never have enough of that, that scene. It's, you know, seriously, possibly like the, like funniest scene we, in Parks and Rec. <laughs> what we could do is we just delete everything we recorded and just play this clip for 40 minutes. <laughs> we could, yeah. You know, or just play the whole episode twice and call it a podcast. <laughs> that's how you make a captivating podcast <laughs> but anyway yeah so um find us on twitter we are at parks and rec pod uh you can find me on twitter at jgangsta187 find johnny on twitter at jp regan jr um you can go to our website bake em away toys for this and excuse me our other podcasts uh the game that tune podcast where we listen to video game music and uh have a little guessing game and uh, soon to be returning Chief Pigum Pop Culture Podcast. You know, we're, uh, we're really getting the Chili Town label going. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot more fun around here. And so. uh, hopefully soon we'll be introducing a fifth member to the Popes of Chili Town and starting up a wrestling podcast. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a lot of, lot of dogs in the fire over there at Old Popes of Chili Town. <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, you know, let's take it out, man. All right. <laughs>